Hi, I'm Thomas. Welcome to the Parachute Advice Podcast. My life has taken a lot of twists and turns, and on this podcast, I will dive into those experiences. The goal is to help everyone listening learn from my experiences and hopefully avoid some of the mistakes I've made. Welcome to today's episode of the Parachute Advice Podcast. I'm your host, Thomas. Today, I wanted to share some of the top tips and tricks I use to get the most, or at least what I think is the most out of LinkedIn. I've had this discussion with many people in my life, and I feel like a lot of people just aren't leveraging LinkedIn to its fullest potential. I know I've had conversations with coworkers and friends who are shocked at how many recruiters and connections that I make through LinkedIn when they don't, to often realize it's because of how they're using the platform or the tool itself. So I want to share some of my thoughts on what I found to be the best tips and tricks. This is not an all-inclusive list or the definitive guide to how to use LinkedIn. It's just what's worked for me, at least worked for me so far. First off, my last two career moves I found through LinkedIn. I've been able to network through LinkedIn to build a solid network of people, both in my industry as well as those who I think could help me now and in the future. For example, people in other industries, other businesses, or recruiters and headhunters all around the globe. Like I mentioned, I've built a solid connection and network of recruiters across the country and even some international. I can't tell you how often I get messages or calls just looking for my assistance, either when they're looking to fill a position and they know I might know someone who has the background and skills they're looking for, or I've also had long, candid conversations with recruiters about candidates that they're looking at who they see I'm connected with. I have never, when this comes up, I have never badmouthed anyone or talked down about anyone. I give truthful and honest insights, but I make sure to put as positive a spin as possible on it. At the end of the day, we've all been there. We've all been out of work. And the last thing you need is somebody going behind your back and torpedoing a potential new opportunity. That said, I also tell people I'll never lie. I may omit some information or, or skim over details, but I always give fair and honest feedback. So here are some of my top tips that I found work for me. First off, and this is a top one for me personally, LinkedIn is not Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or any of those other social media sites. Keep your personal stuff off LinkedIn. What do I mean by this? Well, I'm not talking about the random post about a family event or something personal. I'm talking more about a constant and incessant biased commentary on things like politics, social issues, or other items that often will fill my feet. A comment here or there is not the end of the world. What I'm talking about is people who suddenly will fill your feed. Take during the presidential election. I don't need your constant and ongoing comments about who should or shouldn't win or why or why not the economy is in the state it is because of X person or X reason or X policy. I go to LinkedIn to build a network of professional acquaintances and get unbiased, truthful information. Yes, I understand it's the internet and nothing is unbiased and everything has some spin on it. But I feel like LinkedIn is still one of the last places where you still get good information. So to that point, keep your personal commentary and personal beliefs off of LinkedIn. I personally have seen it to the point where connections that I have are filling my feed with this kind of stuff. And I frankly, I just unconnect with them. I've even had people come back and try to reconnect with me after I've unconnected with them for that reason. I don't need it in my life. I already get enough of this on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and just frankly on cable news. So the last thing I need is this also on LinkedIn. 
All right, next one. And this is a big one and one that I failed at for many years. Have a recent and professional headshot for your photo. This is key. Like I said, I was terrible. For years, I used an old badge photo that was just terrible and out of date. But recently, I had a professionally done headshot, and I use that now. Also, there's the header photo. I personally haven't updated mine, but some people do. You may have put something on there about your industry or the current company you're at or something. But make sure if you are going to have a photo up there, that too is professionally done and, and looks good. Next, use LinkedIn to tell a story about yourself and your career. This means put as much detail as you can for what you've done and accomplished in your career. Understandably, some information can't always be shared. For example, confidential numbers like sales or inventory or revenue may not be something you can share, but whenever possible, put as much detail as you can. For example, I did X project and it resulted in X dollars in savings, or I did X project and revenue went up by X percent. Maybe you can be vague on something that you can't publicly share. Perhaps you work for a private company that doesn't want to share their revenue numbers, but you might be able to say, I did a project that increased revenue by X percentage. It shows that you are doing things and accomplishing things and bettering your employer and your current company, and that makes you more appealing to other employers. I think of each job I put on LinkedIn as a detailed record of everything I did and accomplished. This is why I'm regularly updating my current role. I also like to use this as a way to review and see if I'm progressing in my current role. Truthfully, it's one of the reasons I most recently changed jobs. I started to realize that I had nothing new to update on my current role. I had become stagnant and wasn't growing. When you're updating, make sure you use keywords that apply to your industry, as well as explanations on some of the words you're using, because maybe it makes complete sense in your industry, but doesn't to other people. Most recently, at my new employer, I was helping them update a job description because they thought it made complete sense. And when I read it, Having worked there for eight weeks, it made sense to me. And then I stepped back and realized that if I hadn't worked there for eight weeks, I would not have understood a lot of the words and concepts that they were trying to purvey. So I left those in there because I think they were vital, like specific things for the industry or specific tools we use, but I added explanations that were more generic, that would have let people understand across multiple industries. Do this on your LinkedIn profile as well. Also, Make sure your resume and LinkedIn match. This is a big one. You can't say you did X on one and Y on another. So how do I do this? Well, frankly, I use LinkedIn as an extended resume. And anytime I need to send a resume out for a job, I'm just copying and pasting all of the information from LinkedIn into my resume. I'm tweaking it and paring it down so it fits onto a more concise set of pages and it's tailored to the specific role I'm going for. So if the role is heavily focused on, say, lean projects, I might focus on that and leave out some of the other stuff I've done. Maybe it's a job that's heavily focused on supply chain or planning. I might focus on those things. But then at the top of my resume, I have a link to my current LinkedIn profile. And yes, I have claimed my personal LinkedIn link, and I recommend all of you do that as well. So for example, mine is my first initial, last name. It looks professional and it makes sense. But this then allows somebody who's looking at your resume to go on LinkedIn and see your background in greater detail. So maybe you want to send out, I don't know, a six-page resume, but we all know no one wants to read a six-page resume. I know as somebody who's reviewing resumes right now for positions, past three pages and frankly, I start to zone out. But if I see two pages concise with a lot of roles, 
I will likely go onto LinkedIn and look at their profile to see if they have greater detail. Make sure your LinkedIn profile is completely filled out with all pertinent information. I can't tell you, like I said earlier in this episode, how many times people have come to me and said, I don't understand, no one looks at my profile. I'm not having headhunters reach out to me through LinkedIn, what am I doing wrong? And I pull up their LinkedIn profile and they've got maybe a job or two on there, or maybe one job that just says they've been at the same company for 30 years, but they never showed progression or multitudes of jobs. They have no picture, no summary, barely any educational information. Frankly, they might as well just not have a LinkedIn at all at that point. That's the problem. All right, let's talk about job titles. And this is one I've had issues with and one I've seen other people have issues with. Your profile headline and job titles are weighed heavily in LinkedIn search algorithms. State the most accurate name for what you do to clarify to a reader. If your formal title isn't clear, for example, when I was with a, with, with a company, we used the term PTL or production team leader which was an internal title, but it really just meant supervisor. So I was actually doing the work as of a supervisor, but that wasn't clear to anyone who looked at my LinkedIn or even my resume. They often ask me in interviews, what's a production team leader? At some companies, a leader is simply an hourly employee with a little more responsibility, when reality was I was a salary supervisor. So I kept the title of production team leader on LinkedIn and on my resume, but I clarified, production team leader, and then in parentheses, supervisor, materials team, and warehouse team. So anyone who looked at my profile or did a search for supervisor materials or supervisor warehouse or supervisor, my profile came up, and even though it still had my actual title, they understood what I did. This is just one example from when I worked at GE, but I've seen this many times for other people and even throughout my career where I've realized that my title, while accurate to the company, doesn't fully convey what I do to somebody who doesn't work at that company. Let's take, for example, my current employer. They like to use the term coaches and captains on the shop floor to talk about supervisors and managers of areas. Nothing wrong with that, but if you put that on LinkedIn, people would have no idea what you're talking about. They'd be like, what are you, you coach a football team, a soccer team? What are you doing? Fine to put it on there, but clarify and be clear so people understand what you do. Just don't falsify information. You are clarifying information here. You are not trying to upsell or make things up. It is simply a way to give better description for a confusing title. Be careful with that. Don't get yourself caught in a trap where it might appear that you're trying to falsify your title or your responsibilities. That's why I always leave the title of my job on there as my employer explains it with explanation or clarification. All right, be mindful of your profile settings. If you're job searching, you can adjust your profile settings to let recruiters know you're open to work. And if you don't necessarily want your current employer to find out about it, you can tweak your settings further to hide this info from anyone working at the same company as you. You can also control who sees your updates. So remember, for example, when you're updating your profile, make sure to look at the settings. Maybe you don't want your employer seeing you're updating your profile because they might get the wrong impression. Oh, he must be job searching. When all you're doing is simply updating or clarifying. That said... When you're out there looking for a new role, make sure that you tell people that as well. Okay, another one, and I think a big one, and one I've seen a lot of benefit from recently, is become an active user. Once your profile's finished or cleaned up, you can't just abandon LinkedIn until the next time you're applying for a job or the next time you think you wanna need it. You need to be an active user. Actively using LinkedIn will help you grow your network. It helps you be more visible to your existing network, and it will help you learn about other things going on, whether it's specific to your role, industry, or potential opportunities. 
This can be as simple as posting information about your current employer. For example, recently I've been posting that I'm trying to fill two positions at my company for my team. It might be liking other people's comments or sharing other people's posts. For example, my sister has been highly recognized a few times now at her current employer, and I simply make a comment about how great I think that is, and I share that post. I can't tell you how many views I get from that, because now I'm not only exposing myself to my network, but her network, and then subsequently other people's networks. You can go in and see who's viewed your profile and see who's viewed some of your posts and liked and commented on them or just viewed them. And it's amazing how quickly resharing a post like that can go across the globe. Those are all people who could potentially help you grow your career or your network. Next, requesting connections and doing it correctly. One of the best parts about LinkedIn is it's the number one place to network. You can build a professional network by simply connecting with people you already know, but you can also request connections from people you don't know who might be able to help you grow your career. That said, if you do this, make sure to include a note explaining your goal. I can't tell you how many times random connections have just popped up, no explanation for why they wanna connect. Or even in some cases when there is a message, it's clearly a generic copy and paste message. Most recently, I had someone who reached out and said, hey, I see we have a bunch of connections in common. I would love to connect. That's weird because we have one connection in common, not a bunch, clearly a copy and paste message. What do I do with these? For a while, some of them I used to accept, and then I realized that my network was getting cluttered with people that weren't either value add or I didn't even know. So I did some cleanup in that aspect, and now I've just simply begun to decline those. If I don't know you, or your message isn't clear on what you're looking for, or I don't think we can mutually benefit from a connection, I just decline it. And yes, that's key, mutually benefit. I'm not looking to use people and I don't want people looking to use me. I'm looking for an opportunity to mutually benefit each other. Like I mentioned earlier, having a recruiter in your network can be beneficial to you, but it can also be beneficial to me. There is a recruiter that I've worked with a few times based out of Pittsburgh who regularly will call me and talk to me about what the job market looks like in the Midwest in manufacturing because they're based on the East Coast and they don't know what's going on, but they also recruit for and support companies in the Midwest. We'll have a conversation for a half hour, 45 minutes, catch up. I share information. She shares information. It's a mutually beneficial relationship. Also, don't spam people. I can't tell you how many times I've accepted a connection because they look like someone who could help me and I could help them. Maybe they're in a service industry or an adjoining industry to what I'm in to suddenly have my inbox filled with spam from them trying to sell me a product or a service. I used to respond and simply say, no, it's not something I'm looking for or I, it's not something I manage at my employer to continually get hassled and spammed. Now I've simply stopped responding to them. If I get one spam message, I let it go. If I get two or more, I unconnect from them. I've even had people who after I've unconnected because it still shows up in their message area, continue to spam me until they realize that we're not connected anymore. Super annoying, please don't do it. All right, back to the job search portion. Like I said, my last two jobs I got because I was following the companies through LinkedIn and I saw the jobs pop up on my feed and I immediately went and applied. So it's, it's key to use LinkedIn. LinkedIn for things like that, following companies in your area, companies in your industry, following companies in a new market. Maybe you wanna move or relocate. Oftentimes jobs will pop up faster on LinkedIn than they do on Indeed or other sources. Or maybe not faster, 
but more information or you can see how you're connected there. I'll be candid. I've even told my own employees because my goal is to help them be as successful as possible. If they're ever looking to leave the company, which I hope they're not, but if they are and they see I'm connected to a company they desperately want to work for, come talk to me. I'm happy to help them. I'm happy to share information. I'm happy to put them in connection with them. By having open, candid conversations like that, I can't tell you how many times in my last four or five years, I've had employees come to me to talk to me about their job and their career, and ultimately have been able to find ways to make them happy and keep them at my current employer because they feel so confident having that candid conversation. And it all came up because I simply said, hey, if I can help you by link by connecting you with somebody on LinkedIn, don't hesitate to ask me. Also, there's a summary section on LinkedIn. This is a great place to tell your story in a single simple paragraph. What I like to do is highlight what I've done what I'm doing, as well as what I can do. That's it. Just really clear, concise. This is where I've been. This is where I'm at. And this is where I want to go. Back to the algorithm issue and making sure you're an active user. Another big one here is share your organization's content. Even if you're considering roles in other companies, or even if you're not happy with your current employer, which if you're not happy, you probably should be looking for a job and not just staying there and being miserable it's still a good idea to share your current company's content to your profile. This shows that you're active on your profile and that you're proud of your current organization's work that is being posted on their social media channels. This will look good to your future employers as well as look good to your current employer. It also shows your enthusiasm for what you do. All right, another one. Make sure your profile is public and open. Hence why I say LinkedIn is not like Facebook. If it's only professional-based information that's common knowledge, then you should have no problem making your profile open and public. Under the small picture of your face in the drop-down menu, you can set privacy settings. The reason it's so good to be public is A, it allows other people to find you. Some HR individuals and smaller employers don't use LinkedIn Recruiter because they don't want to pay for it. But by having your profile open and public, they can still use Google and find you. I've had plenty of people reach out to me just through that method alone. Even some small employers in my local community. Have I taken the roles? Usually not because they're a smaller employer and they're not offering what I'm looking for. But the fact that they were able to find me and talk to me shows that it works. All right, your education section. This is another big one and one I struggled with for a while. And I'll explain what my struggle was. But if you've earned a degree, make sure that you have a graduation date there. The last thing you want is for it to look like you attended college with no graduation date. In this day and age, there's a lot of employers who assume then you just didn't graduate. Maybe you took coursework. Maybe you made it through the first three years of a four-year degree and you dropped out for one reason or another. This isn't a judgment on you doing that. But if it's an employer who's looking for somebody with a four-year degree who's graduated, it may look to them like you haven't graduated. So make sure you have a graduation date. Also, make sure how you post your educational information is clear. This is where I struggled. When I was an undergrad, I double majored. And for many, many years, the way I had it posted, I realized it was not clear to employers. It even came up in some interviews where they didn't fully understand the way I had it listed on my resume. So now I've broken it apart. So I went from listing as finance and economics to a bachelor's in finance and a bachelor's in economics. See the difference there? I didn't get a bachelor's in finance and economics. I got a bachelor's in finance and a bachelor's in economics. I double majored. I did not do a single unique finance and economics major. Finally, Back to the earlier comment about being open to work or updating your profile. I have found, especially when I'm actively job searching, 
a lot of benefit in turning off the open to work for say two or three hours on a Sunday afternoon and then turning it back on. I can't tell you how many times I've done that. And on Monday morning, the number of views I get on my profile from recruiters has jumped after dropping off. If I'm actively looking, I might do this once every week or two. If I'm not actively looking, I might only do this once a month or once every few months. The same goes for updating your profile. Make sure you're continually updating your current role and maybe even tweaking the wording in some of your older stuff. Again, you're not here to falsify or, or, or upsell things, just making updates. Because again, this makes you an active user and will bump you up in the algorithms, both on LinkedIn, Google, and everywhere else they look at how active a user is. This is just some of my tips and tricks that have helped me. I hope some of these tips and tricks help you. I know that they've helped me build my network and grow my career. Is it, like I said earlier, is it an all-inclusive list? No. Is it the end-all, be-all list? No. But I think they're all good tips and tricks that will definitely help anyone who's looking to get a little bit more out of LinkedIn and further grow their career using LinkedIn. Thank you for listening. Please join me again for future episodes. You can contact me at parachuteadvicepodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's all one word, parachuteadvicepodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at Parachute Advice. Again, thank you for listening, and please like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.